I want to begin by saying that uh, before there was a pandemic, there was jealousy. Uh, it even affects the LGBTQ community. Come on now. It affects even heterosexual relationships. I'm talking about jealousy. One man said that jealousy is mainly seen in church. I'm pausing for effect. Uh, there is jealousy in church and we see it, those who have been in church for a little while, we see it at certain times of the year. Come on now. When nominating committees are formed and, and people are picking new officers, all of a sudden people start thinking that I'm better than somebody else. And why is that person getting it and I'm not getting it? And jealousy will make you move house. Jealousy would put you in debt. I'm talking about jealousy. Jealousy would turn you into a detective. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? I'm not saying what I read in a book. I'm telling you what I know. Come on, say amen. Jealousy would make you check somebody's phone. Come on now. Jealousy would make you follow them around the corner. Jealousy would make you change your profession. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? Jealousy would make you hate coming to church. Jealousy would make you turn away from some congregations. I'm talking about jealousy. But if you know anything about the Bible, jealousy began in heaven. And ultimately, jealousy came here on earth. And if jealousy can begin in heaven, then brethren, it can be here at Parkside. Now, I know that you got the perfect church. And I know that you guys are allowed to do more than most churches. And I know that you enjoy your church. I know that you are community church. I know that you do a whole lot for the people around the area. But the reality is, brethren, somebody in this building is jealous. For statistics show that one in four people are experiencing jealousy. So can I count? One, two, three. One, two. It could be, it could be that there are people in here that are experiencing jealousy. And, and I came here to let you know that jealousy, hallelujah, cannot function when God is present. Because what God does, hallelujah, is that God makes us humble enough, come on now, to be able to say, let your way be your way and mine be mine. And I'm going to leave it up to Jehovah, hallelujah, and he will take care of it. I came by here to let someone know that, brethren, I'm sick and tired of jealousy in ministry. But there are some ministers who are jealous of other ministers because of the church they pastor or because of people liking them they feel more than themselves come on now jealousy exists because some believe that they can preach better than others or they have a testimony that they wish they could have and I came by here to let the minister know today just in case they're looking at the rerun on YouTube The jealousy is not of God. It started in heaven with the devil. Therefore, if we continue to operate on jealousy, the fate of the devil will be our fate. But let's go with the good news. 
news. Can we say the good news? Good news. Yo, yo, good to me. Yo, sound miserable. The good news? Yeah, good news, good news. Keep a smile on your face. Don't worry, I won't be long. Hallelujah. Just walk with me on this journey. It gets good. Daniel was one of these brethren who came from a foreign place and landed in Babylon. Daniel was someone, hallelujah, from the continent that came to another part of the continent, landed in Babylon. There was no hope for Daniel and his friends except, hallelujah, they stay with God. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says the more they stayed with God, the more they grew. And I want to tell you today that I've tested God and I've found out that he's all right with me. Come on now. I've tried God and, and the more I try him, the more I grow. It seems like the more things I've done wrong, God still propels me upward. In my weakness, God seems to be stronger. Come on now. I'm trying to help somebody. So Daniel was a strange man. He came from a foreign country, landed in Babylon. There was no real hope for him. But from chapter 1 to chapter 6, Daniel kept on growing. I came by here to let some Christian know, if you are not growing and you've been with God for over six chapters or six years, then the problem is not with God. And so Daniel made it to the second in command under Darius the Mede. But the local people didn't like Daniel because he was from a foreign place. I'm talking to about 90% of the congregation. You will not be liked because you are from a foreign place. And there will be jobs you will go for. And you will not get. There will be schools you will apply for. And you won't get in. Come on now. There will be churches you will go to. And they will send you down the road. I'm suggesting that just like Daniel. There is modern day jealousy. And so here is Daniel. But what I like about Daniel. Is that they tried everything to find a fault with Daniel. But they couldn't find a fault with Daniel. Can you say amen? I declare if that was some of us. They could find a whole lot of faults. They could find it from our attitude. From our behavior. Come on now. From our spirituality not being consistent. They could find a whole lot of faults. But I love what the Bible says. They tried everything. And they couldn't find a fault in Daniel. Why? Because he had an excellent spirit. It's evident to me that some of us have gotten mixed up. A lady told me the other day that Pastor Ray, this is how I am and this is how I always be until Jesus comes. I suggested to her that she needs to go pray. Can, come on, say amen. Sis, you need to go on your knees and ask God to move that spirit out of you because everyone is supposed to change. God is dynamic. God is not static. Come on now. There should always be growth. And I can't deal with people. Who feel that their way or the highway. They're mad and miserable. And they want to make everybody else mad and miserable. Watch this. The only problem they could find with Daniel. And you know the story. Is they say with the law of his God. Now I know the law. Hallelujah. I know the law. And I guarantee you that the law is the nature and character of God. 
Therefore, if you can't find a problem with the man of God, you're not going to find it with the law of his God. Can you say amen? We don't, we don't like law because law suggests, come on now, law suggests that there are rules and there are boundaries. And many of us believe that freedom is getting away from the law. But I came by here to tell you that freedom is operating within the law. I'm driving and I'm in Alabama. I've got a, a, Mon- a, a Monte Carlo, a 5.0 Monte Carlo. It makes noise when it's driving like a Formula One car used to make. Now they don't make no noise. Particularly now Lewis ain't winning. Anyway, that's a whole nother conversation. And I was driving the car. In America, on the back of the car, there are what we call tags. Okay, similar to our um, tags. And every year you're supposed to renew your tags. Well, because I was a student at Oakwood, I I didn't have enough money, amen, because of the kind of car I was driving to renew my tags. So I decided to take a risk. And if you know me, you know that's how my life has been. Uh, Some of them I get away with, others I get caught. That's why I need Jesus. Come on, say amen. The 11th commandment, and I'm talking about law, the 11th commandment suggests (laughs) thou shalt not get caught. And that's why many people are still in ministry and some of us had to take a sabbatical. I'm pausing for effect. And so here I am. I'm driving the Ford. I'm driving the Monte Carlo. I don't have the right tags. I'm talking about operating within the law. Being free. And I'm driving down the road, of course, trying to keep up with my angels so I won't get caught. Because Ellen White said they excel with great speed. Come on, say amen. Yeah. And so I'm moving. <laughs> I'm moving. I'm moving as fast as I can so I can get home from school. But as I turn the corner, guess who I see? I see the police. Brethren, when you look like me and you're in Alabama and you see the police, even if you got everything right, you got everything wrong. Y'all didn't hear what I said, because y'all don't have that problem here in Reading. Man, the police car pulled in behind me. Now, because I didn't have the right tags, because I wasn't, come on now, within the law, I wasn't free. Are you hearing what I said? My heart was beating. It was winter time, and I was sweating like a crackhead. I mean, it was terrible. Hey, y'all don't know nothing about that. And, I, and, and I'm driving and I'm sweating and perspiring and I'm moving. And I'm, and of course, I'm slowing. I'm moving slower than the speed limit now. Come on now. I'm moving so slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm moving so slow. You know why? Because I didn't want to get pulled over. Well, the slower I move, the more they have the opportunity the eyeball, come on now, the tags at the back of the car. Well, there's a song that says, whisper a prayer in the morning. Whisper a prayer. Are you all here? At noon, whisper a prayer in the, e- you know, you know, sometimes I preach and, and I know that, 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 that I'm, I'm humorous and I expect people to smile or even laugh. But some folk are so miserable, their mouth or lips or head or nothing is moving. They just sit there looking like a lump on a log, like they're mad. Can we just be happy for about 10 minutes more? Can we hang with it? 
yeah, yeah. Just laugh. Even though you don't feel like it, just laugh. The Bible says it does good as a medicine. Maybe that's why some of you all are, anyway, let me not go there. But watch this move. Watch this move. It gets good. It gets wonderful. So I pray. I say to God, I know I'm wrong. That's the first step in AA addiction, breaking addiction. God, I know I'm wrong. But please, don't let me get, you know, you're going to put a little cry on. God, please, don't let me get stuck. Anyway, I indicate to turn down my street. The police indicates to. Well, now my heart rate is at a serious pace as if I've been on a treadmill for two days. Man, it's beating fast, and I'm like in trouble. Man, I turn into my driveway expecting the police to turn into, and the police drove straight past my driveway. Brethren, I stayed a moment in my car. Come on, say amen. And I started to thank God, hallelujah, for what he had done. Like the Egyptians, I believe he blinded the police. Can you say amen? And I made it through the Red Sea. Are you all here? Made it through the Red Sea. Okay. Now I got out of my car, and guess what the first thing I did? I called one of my friends. I said, borrow me a hundred dollars. Come on, say amen. I called the, the, the people with the tags, amen. And I told them, Bridget, in, in, do my tags, please. They did the tags, hallelujah. I went by and picked it up, stuck it on the back of the car. And brethren, to that, from that day to this, I've never driven without tags again. I'm talking about being within the law sets you free. you're going to find a problem with the law of God. Well, here comes jealousy. And I like the children's story because you didn't know what I was going to preach. But this is a gangster move. I don't like Daniel because he's a foreigner. This is what they say. He's a foreigner and he came over here and he's taking our job. And he keeps on rising to the top. And every time we try to get him down, he moves up. Are you all hearing what I'm saying? Now watch this move. It gets good. So yo, we're going to pull him down. He got no business being where he is. One person tells another person. And before you know it, you got the gangs just like you have running around. And they don't even ask questions. They just follow him blindly, even when you steal the bag. And, and you stole it so well that we know. Anyway, we'll pray for you at the end of the program. Now watch this move. 120 of them now is on Daniel's back. Most of us would have folded. Most of us would have left the job. Come on now. Most of us would have walked out of that environment and say, I can't handle this any longer. But I came by here to tell you, when God has placed you somewhere, don't leave it until God tells you to leave. I don't care how bad it gets. God is about to turn around what the devil meant for bad and make it good. Is someone understanding what I'm saying? Do you understand? Is someone being through it where you've been hated at your job? Come on now. Hated at your church. Hated in, within your family walls. Come on now. Jealousy is everywhere. But you stuck to the task. Hallelujah. And today you're reaping the benefits of staying with God. 
Now watch this move. Here is Daniel. Daniel is in an interesting situation. Daniel gets news that they've gone to the king and they've told the king that anyone who prays within 30 days to him, uh, to, to anybody else but him, will be dropped in a lion's den. Now, 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 at this point, many of us would have folded. Many of us would have said, I'm taking the jab. I mean, sorry. Many of us would have said that, 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 you know, yeah, Boris say close the church, so let's close it because Boris is the head of the church. Most of us would have said, well, it's the law of the land. So we must abide by the law of the land. But I'm so glad what Daniel did before the problem, he did during the problem. I'll go again because someone needed to know that. Daniel didn't wait, hallelujah, for someone to tell him to stop because he wasn't going to stop. There are some things you just have to do because God has convicted you it's right. And some of us, we sit down and we would have said, you know what? We don't have to pray with our windows open. We don't have to pray aloud. We can form small groups and we can pray in the corner. And no one will hear us. And we will be within Boris's law. Come on now. And everything, the law that changes every moment of the day. Come on now. We will be within Boris's law. I came by here to tell you, brethren, if you read your Bible correctly, hallelujah, you've got to be consistent with certain things. Here it is. Daniel goes and Daniel does what he always does. He opens his windows. Hallelujah. Towards Jerusalem, there is something about being a foreigner in a foreign land. You always dream about home. And when you're home, you always dream about going to foreign. But oh, Daniel opens his window. And now Daniel begins to pray. Not one time a day or two times a day, but three times a day. The Bible says, as his custom was. Because when you stop praying, because it becomes law, you may not ever get back to that custom. Maybe that's why churches are not full after the pandemic. around Daniel's and what I like about Daniel he probably called them by name as he was praying Lord be with this one Lord touch him Lord bless him he probably called all of them by name because you know Daniel is that kind of guy he's gonna want God to do his thing and to give them a lesson that would last them for eternity and so Daniel now is praying they come around with smartphones and they start taking videos pictures snaps and everything they even put it on the Babylonian Instagram. Come on now. And they placed it right there. And, and there it is for everyone to see. They go to Darius and say, Darius, oh king, live forever. A king, you won't believe what happened. We found someone who was breaking your law. 
My God is so big, so strong, and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do for you. That was Daniel's mentality. Well, you know the story. They take Daniel. They place him in a lion's den. At this point, in normal church services, uh, you'll get ready to go home because it's the end of the story. But I want to give you a few points that will help you throughout your journey in life. Amen? So what I want you to do is, first of all, look happy that you're still here. Because some of you have let your smiles drop. So look happy that you're still here. Amen? And then the first thing I want to remind you of, hallelujah, is that the devil does not have the final say. Is anybody in the building? I don't care how bad your lion's den situation is. If you haven't caused it, if you've been consistent, come on now. If you've done things God's way and been obedient to his will, amen, guarantee you, you will make it out the lion's den. God's way is the best way and it will get you delivered in the time of crisis. The second thing I want you to know, and this is so important that I don't want you to forget, hallelujah, is even though you may have a life sentence, hallelujah, God has a way of changing your sentence, come on now, and giving you an even longer sentence. I'm speaking to someone who is terminally ill. I'm speaking to someone who is struggling in life and feels like suicide is the way out. Is anybody hearing what I'm trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you today, hallelujah, that the God whom we serve can turn your sentence around. And make things better than they are right now. The next thing I want you to never forget is Daniel goes down into the lion's den. And the men rolled the stone over. The hungry lions were waiting for him. But in my own sanctified imagination, I just believe what God did was this. God made sure that their bellies were full. Prior to Daniel coming. I, I, I just believe that. That God already had gone into the lion's den. Come on now. And had taken care of the lions. And they were not even hungry. Or they realized that there was something special about Daniel. That they, if they dare touch him. That would be their last day on the planet. Either way, hallelujah, God was in total control. Daniel goes down into the lion's den. And as he's in the lion's den, he's relaxing in the lion's den. Here comes the point. The things mm, that will be a tragedy to other people will be a blessing to God's people. Because we are consistent, come on now, with our God. So there he is. What should have been a problem for him became a blessing. Daniel relaxes. But now watch the king. Even the heathens will see your blessing. Boy, if it was Sunday morning, some Pentecostal would have broken into tongues right there. Even the heathens would see your blessing and realize, hallelujah, and realize, hallelujah, that there's something big about the God you serve. The king said, Daniel, the God whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. Oh, not might or maybe. The king had more faith than anybody else in Babylon that night except for Daniel. What I like about the king, he teaches us something. 
I'm not a Muslim, but I fast. Hallelujah. For this is the last day. Oh, come on, we'll catch it on Thursday next week. Watch this move. It's a beautiful one. The king doesn't sleep. He fasts. And he turns off all form of entertainment. Because there comes a time when God has to bring you to your knees. When Netflix don't matter. Where football don't matter. Come on now. God allows trials to come because he's trying to get our attention back from where it's gone. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This trial was not about Daniel because Daniel knew his God. This trial was about the king. Many of us need to understand right now as we're in this building that when trials come, trials don't always come for the person that's going through it. It's about the people around them. And so don't look at yourself in the mirror and say, woe is me. The trial may not be for you. It could be for your children that's watching you. Watch this. The king turns off his entertainment because there comes a time, young people, when your headphones must come out of your ears. Here it is. Early in the morning. You're ready to shout. Here comes the king. Now, 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 you've got to play some music for me. Give me something good. Give me something good. Don't give me nothing old and broken. I done made you all look big earlier on, so there was a psychological move in that move there. So good. You all ready? Give me some coming out music. Give me someone breaking out. When you come out a, a trial, you ain't coming out to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stay with that. Give me a drum roll with me. Early in the morning. Hey! About 6 a.m. Around the first watch. Hallelujah. The king gets up and he makes his move towards the lion's den. If the king did not believe that Daniel was going to be alive, he wouldn't have went to the lion's den. He goes to the lion's den. And he says, Daniel, oh, Danny boy, Daniel, what I love about Daniel is Daniel is even respectful when the lions are on him. Daniel says, oh, king, live forever. What I love about this part of the text is this, is the God whom you serve continually able to deliver you from the lion's den. Brethren, I'm not speaking about Daniel. I'm speaking to you. Is the king, the God, sorry, whom you serve, able to deliver you from your lion's den? From the debt you're in? Come on. From the marriage or relationship that you find yourself in? From the academic situation, exams are coming up and you've got a lion's den on the way. Is the God whom you serve continually able, you better answer me, to deliver you? And I love this because it gets good. Daniel says, my God has sent an angel 
See, I said, Lord, I'll tell you. I'm driving my car in Alabama. And again, I'm moving at the speed of the angels. Come on, say amen. I just left Walmart and I'm coming now and it's raining. It's tornado weather. I'm talking about angels now. And brethren, as the tornado weather's coming, they're telling you to leave the road and get out the way. I make a turn because I'm moving pretty fast and the car begins to spin. As I look in my rearview mirror, I see the big 18-wheeler Walmart truck coming towards my car. Well, if you know anything about me, you know that I can get a prayer through. Come on, say amen. Because I got enough sin in my life. The only how I made it this far is because of prayer. Come on now. And so me and God have a conversation. But I don't have a conversation as long as some of you have. Come on now. Where I tell God where he's sitting, what he's doing. And all those guys. No, no, no. I have a very short. God help me. And I close my eyes. Believing that there was going to be an impact. And God was going to save me from the impact. Or in the impact. But the good news is. Hallelujah. When I open my eyes. My car is on the shoulder. And it's facing the right direction. In, my, in, in, in the distance I can see the 18 wheeler. Has gone past me and never touched me. How did I make it through? God sent an angel. Can someone say something? You didn't get here because of your good driving. You didn't get here because of how skillful or expertise that you have. You got here because God still sends angels. God has sent an angel. Well, it's party time in the king's household. Because Daniel steps out of the lion's den. And I want to tell somebody today. Don't allow jealousy to rule your life and make you into a bitter, miserable, angry person. Because if you know anything about the 120 princes, they were the ones that ended up in the lion's den. They were the ones that lost their lives. Are you hearing me? The king said to them, roll the stone away. The same people that placed him in the hole were the same people that had to take him out. I came by here to let somebody know, don't mess with God's children. God will make you look a fool. Come on now, when you mess with his children. God says, take the stone away. Daniel comes out untouched by the lions. And he says, I'm free. Praise God, I'm free. No longer bound, no more chains holding me. Daniel gets out of the lion's den. And Daniel now is a testimony. But the king says this. And I'm ending here. The God of Daniel is the living God. And nobody should say anything against him. Come on now. And everyone should worship him. I want you to know tonight, hallelujah, or tonight, today, that we serve a living God. A God that's not dead. A God that is active in everything we do. A God that goes before us even into our lion's dens. And he delivers us.